We mentioned it the last time we visited with you. We knew that the Hero World Challenge would bring together your favorite over-under of your favorite uh, podcasts. I would say that we make, what, probably the top one and a half for, for most people out there. When you say Kyle, <laughs> over-under. We, we make the top top one and a half. Yeah. Yeah, one and a half. I like that. That's a fair one. Uh, yeah. Man, I, I, I'm fired up about this. We, we talked about the Hero World Challenge coming up this weekend. Uh, we're recording here uh, midday Wednesday, and it's just been uh, an absolute just mayhem week of hype from the Bahamas as Tiger Woods is making his return. Um, I, let's Kyle, let's start the conversation uh, with something that you said uh, in the golf workroom for CBS, I kind of scared. I don't, I don't. I don't remember what I said. It kind of feels like this is only going to go two directions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think it's and and this I'm sort of riding on this today, but it, it's it's very much the end of the road. And what I mean by that is it, it's it's either going to end with him playing for I don't know eight more years or he's this is it like th- this is the end he had his he had his spine fused together as he has been willing to to share with everyone who will listen there is no other surgery there is no other procedure there there th- there's not there is not a thing beyond this that will help his back and so if if he hurts it again in a real way not like it gets stiff or it's sore or whatever but if if he like messes it up again, that's it. It's over. And so I'm pretty fascinated by the whole thing. And and it's and I sort of feel like that's why this week has has seemed a little different. Maybe I'm just talking myself into that. I don't know. But um, it it has been different in that this is you know there is no like coming back at the 2018 hero world challenge unless he's been playing for all of 2018 so i i think that's been the most fascinating part of this the uh the let's let's sort of think back to our tiger restarts like this has been the only one where it has felt like they're just sort of chips to the table because of the way the last year has gone for him. Like the other ones have been, uh, there was the late charge. What was that late in the 15 season or 16 yeah, at season the, at the went 15 at the Wyndham. Yeah. When he was making the late charge, trying to, uh, trying to make the playoffs. But this, you know, that was, you know, disappointment early. And then all of a sudden kind of getting things going. Um, where like, where where do you separate are you able to separate the cuz I'm not I'm just going to say this right off the bat I am fanning out I have all the unrealistic expectations <laughs> I have all of the optimism and all I want is just to see him out there playing like I I just want to see him com- completing rounds uh without serious concerns about his health and if he could make it to the weekend that'd be awesome um but the like I'm I'm all in for uh, fanning out over this. Are you able to separate professional responsibility uh, from fandom over Big Cat? I I am, and and the reason I'm not proud of the reason I I feel um, I feel like this tiger fatigue. Oh, I'm, from everything that has not involved golf. Yeah, yeah, and just like it feels like we do this every year, and it's like. 
I mean, in the same way that I'm sure you feel like, um, I don't know, uh, coaching search fatigue or Nick Saban fatigue or something like that. It's just like, I'm just, I just tired of this. Like, I just want to watch him play four rounds, you know? Yeah. And, and so I, I, I think I'm able to sort of somewhat objectively separate it. Now I was thinking about this yesterday. Like I am, I am incredibly excited on a professional level for the, for the possibility of him playing a, I don't know, whatever a full schedule looks like for him in 2018, eight events or six or 10 or whatever it is, because I've, I've not really had a chance to cover him in a real way since 2013. I mean, you've had all these stops and starts and it's been kind of a mess, but you know, that was, you know, coming up on, on five years ago. And I'm just excited to, to hopefully be able to cover him in a, in a meaningful way in which he's playing events and being however competitive he's going to be. So that's the part that excites me. Um, I, I, I think that, I think that everybody's sort of accepted now that old tiger's gone and, and whatever. And, and this is, whatever he's going to look like in his forties is, is going to be intriguing. Uh, I'm just hopeful that we get to, uh, see him in his forties, uh, unlike we have been for the last two years. It's like the, uh, you, you claim the fight, the tiger fatigue, but didn't you even have it in a tweet where it's like uh, a couple months out? You're like, I don't know, <laughs> like even like two weeks out. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, like Thursday morning, <laughs> We are just going to be lit. We're just because we're going to get full <laughs> yeah, totally. coverage, right? Totally. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be. I'm going to be excited tomorrow. I, I think that. I think it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I mean, you know, it, it was. It was uh, last year. He shot a 65 in the second round at this at this tournament, and you know, there's only 18 guys playing, but it's it's uh and it's not a hard course but it was still fun you know and i I think when you combine the the uh, just the idea that he could shoot a 64 or 65 and his back hold up and knowing that um you know his his, it's it's going to be harder i think to hurt his back this time that's that's what he said his doctor said then i think there can be real optimism for for 2018 um but man i i just you, you know me, I, I, I went to Oklahoma State, follow Oklahoma State, like every year with, with uh, Bedlam, it's like, oh, Oklahoma State can beat Oklahoma this year. Uh, and then they never do. Yeah. And that's sort of how I feel with Tiger. Oh, oh Tiger can can compete this year. And then he, he never does. And so it's sort of a, an I'll believe it when I see it type thing. That's fair. It's sad, but it's fair. I just, I had your, I had a haunting memory of you turning in the first draft of, the Oklahoma wins like with a couple minutes left to play. Maybe you're like, nah, man, this one's a wrap. Trust me. Hopefully yeah, our tiger will give me a different result than that. Everybody was like, maybe you should wait. Like there's a lot of, I'm like, nah, I've seen this. I, I've, I've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you mentioned it's only an 18 player field and it's also uh, a really, really fun and good field. Uh, the location and the course, which you mentioned, uh, sets up for kind of like the um, like uh, it is not a friendly, but it is definitely one of these um, competitive, competitive um, events where you're going to expect 
for example, uh, a lot of like trying to drive the green, a lot of trying to get it yeah. closest to the pin. I mean, there, there's going to be some serious uh, gamesmanship and kind of a wild, wild west atmosphere to this uh, event. So as let's we're, we'll come back to Tiger, um, but as we're like zooming out and looking at Justin Thomas, Jordan Speed, Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fowler, Justin Rose, Brooks Kepka, Hideki, like where where your intrigue? Where does your intrigue lie with the rest of the field? Well, I think for me, it's the fact that JT is the favorite. You know, we we have seen him be the favorite at tournaments before. Um, I think he was the favorite over in at the CIMB or whatever, but not in a field that includes all those guys. And so, I think what you're seeing now is is him sort of having cemented his his place among the top five or ten players in the world. And I, I think that like, I I think people inside golf would have sort of said that or at some point over the last year or so but i think you're seeing it as a as a real like public thing now and so i'm interested to see what he does with that i mean he he was the guy that tiger chose to to play with him on thursday he's he's sort of the i don't know if he's the i don't think he's the face of the tournament obviously tiger is but um he's a centerpiece you know and and for so long it has been it has been Spieth, it has been, you know, DJ for the last year and a half or two years or whatever. And and now Thomas is part of that. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty interested to see how he responds, not not only at this tournament, but just to 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 begin 2018 as well. That goes back to, um, you know, the idea that this. When when we recorded our our mega over undercast, you know the the Justin Thomas number was was we had to very much adjust it by the end of the season because of the late season charge. Is yeah. do you use his performance in some of these events and then maybe the early uh, the er, the big events that are going to be coming up in January? Do you use those as a barometer for what we can expect from say you know April through September of twenty eighteen? Yeah, I I think that from I think you you look at because he's he's probably going to play a little bit different schedule I I presume this year um, because he's won a lot more he's the number three player in the world um, but yeah I look at January through March and say you know what's what's the what's the follow up going to be I mean if he, it, let's put it this way if he wins like in February like what if he wins twice like in January through March I mean that is that's crazy. You know, he, he could be the number one player in the, in the world this time next summer. And so, um, it's not like, I'm not going to put all my stock into that, but I, I think that, um, I, I, following up the type of year he had in 2017 is so hard. And so if he's able to do it with a couple wins early, that's going to be pretty impressive. The, um, is there much, how much stock do you put in the idea that there would be any kind of hangover in golf? Outside of actual um, I, hangovers, which do exist in yeah, golf, yeah, uh, I, I, I think there can be, but not in the same way that most people view them. So, people like the the general public and people that kind of casually follow golf, they're like, "Oh, Ricky hasn't won in two years," and it's like, "Yeah, but all of his scoring numbers are better than they were last year," or, or whatever the whatever the case may be. But, Winning is the most um, winning in golf is the most difficult to understand uh, in in any sport. If you win in basketball, if you win in baseball, if you win in football, you were you were better. Like you just you were better. 
And in golf, you might have had, you might have literally played the best tournament of your life and somebody played better. And you can't, you can't help, um, you can't help that. You can't do anything about it. You can't play defense against somebody else. So when I think of hangovers, I think they're real, um, but I think they're found more in what your, in what your statistics are than in how many uh, wins or uh, not wins that, that you have. Yeah, I don't think that the game, you mentioned, you make a great point about not being able to play defense. I think that the, the fact that the game of golf also doesn't really like the best golf, it doesn't really lend itself. Like the best golfers are able to isolate, you know, shot to shot, hold a hole, take each event, you know, each round and sort of uh, compartmentalize all this stuff better from a, the mental side than uh, a whole lot of athletes. You know, I, I just, I think that there's, um, I think that any sort of hangover narrative is probably just, uh, the the out try, trying to force these different golfers into uh, what would make for some kind of good storylines or angles going into tournaments. Yeah, I do think like sort of the um, the 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 outlier there, I guess, is like what if, what if JT comes out and he's like a hundred and tenth in strokes gain on approach shots. I, I think that like, let's say he does that from January to, to March. I think it's a fair storyline to say going into the masters, like JT struggling this year. Why is that? Did he change equipment? Is he, um, you know, what, what did something happen with the swing? Like, like different things like that. E- even if he has won a tournament within that span, uh, I think that's a fair angle. So, um, yeah, golf is weird. Like uh, golf is difficult to, uh, decipher it's difficult to figure out but i think that's part of what makes it so much fun to to cover and to to talk about all right so as we are starting to look elsewhere at some of the uh the other top dogs which pretty much you know everyone is in this match in this event um do you think that like for example is this is this a spot where you favor a a dustin johnson versus a ricky fowler or uh is there any one player that you think might be able to have some kind of advantage where you've got a little bit of confidence in them going up against some of the other best players in the world i I don't know i mean it's such a it's such an odd like event that these guys don't normally play uh first of all being so few players and and secondly just kind of being a i mean we see that at the tour championship there's only 30 guys but that's a very serious a lot of money on the table uh, tournament. And this is more just, hey, we're supporting Tiger and his foundation and, and whatever. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I really like uh, going into it. I really like Justin Rose. Just he, he is the way he's swinging it right now is unreal. He, he probably should have won his last three tournaments of the season uh, in China Turkey and then uh, in Dubai to end the European tour year, he he got beat at the end by John Rahm. Kind of fell apart on the back nine there, but he's been he's been unbelievable. Um, so yeah, I, I just form, I guess. Uh, who knows? I mean, it, it's it's so hard with these guys because DJ can go out after not having played for two months and shoot a sixty three, you know, right, and right. so like he could go win the tournament, but. Um, yeah, I like Rose and and JT is my pick because I I think that JT is, I think he's a I think he's <laughs> about that number one life. Like I think he's about being number one in the world, and I think that he embraces being like 
the top the 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 big gun the, the alpha top guy. the alpha yeah, yeah. I, really, I really do like i think he is all about that i don't think everybody is i don't think i don't think rory is about that i think he's good enough that it doesn't matter i don't think dj is really about that i don't think uh kepka and, and probably ricky are about that i think jt is about it and um does that mean he's gonna win this week no but i i think he I think he really embraces wanting to be the guy. And um, that's why I'm so interested for the next two or three years of his career to see how that kind of unfolds. Over, under, Justin Thomas. So we've got seven career wins already, right? Yeah, I, I laughed you out of the room the last time you asked me this question. Well, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going I'm going with your just your little window here. So you laughed me out at 14 and a half because we're absolutely going over, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. When we get, we've gotten yeah. to seven by the age of twenty-four, feeling real <laughs> good uh, by about being able to get over fourteen and a half. All right, just in the next three years, over under four and a half wins. I, I, I yeah, over. Wow. Um, the the only thing I worry about with him a little bit is he, and this is more of a long-term thing. His swing is so violent. I mean, it is, it's very tiger-like from when he was, um, like 19, 20, 21, just in terms of how hard tiger was swinging. I don't think their swings are similar, but just in terms of the swing speed, it is insane how hard he swings the club. And, and so does that, does that translate when you're 41? I don't know, maybe, um, you know, I don't, he's not as, he's not as, bulky and jacked up as as tiger got but that that's that's pretty much my only concern with him i think i think he's i think he's a superstar i think he'll win more than four and a half times over the next three uh would you say three years yeah 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 all right um you had an interesting comment about rory i i want to bounce this off you do you think that uh rory got to be the guy and the only thing that really fires that up is when um when, when he starts getting poked. Like like JT seems um, JT fe- seems like a self-starter for that yeah. alpha mentality and and Rory is like the like he's got that Michael Jordan where sometimes you just need to like create the the psychological edge somehow. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I go back to there was a quote that he had I think it was Jaime Diaz golf golf digest profile of him. And he said, you know, whenever we're playing, uh, I, I think it was like pool or cards or whatever with my friends, he said something like, I, I enjoy letting them win cause I want them to, to feel good or, or whatever. It was, it was something along those lines. And I always go back to that with him. And so, yeah, I totally, th- and, and I think, I mean, I think it's different in golf. Like I think he is, I think he's figured out a way to to sort of um, like you said uh, challenge himself or or like or when so, when somebody when they called him a bored golfer and then he dropped a sixty three on Sunday, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, like the, like the one, the, but the the real one is the uh, fourteen PGA when he saw when he saw Phil and Ricky you know slapping hands and and high fiving, and like I think for most people you're just like whatever like that's you know. Doesn't doesn't bother, but he like turns it into this like slight against him, and he's like, I gotta I gotta be both of these guys, and that's what he did, and and so like 
I think that's pretty interesting because I think he's smart enough to know that he's not naturally like he doesn't have that natural like alpha thing. Right. But but that he can create it by uh, taking these perceived slights and using them as fuel. And that's such a like that's such a smart Rory type thing to do. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I just think he I think he is probably the sm- smartest, most self-aware golfer in the world. Um, now, you know, like we've talked about, he's got to be healthy to, to be able to use that uh, to his advantage in the future. All right. Uh, back to Tiger. Over under Tiger's best round at the Hero World Challenge this year, 68 and a half. I think that's the uh, yeah that's the that's the pro- that's the real prop. That's from, the actual prop. Yeah, hell, from nice Westgate. Uh, you should be a you should be a bookie. Mm, um, <laughs> I'd be the worst bookie. I, I'd go under. I think he shoots a sixty-seven. I mean, he shot a sixty-five last year, and he was talking on Tuesday, and I I believe this because I watched it. He was like. He goes, I looked at my swing last year. It looked like it was in slow motion, and it did. I, I don't think his swing this year looks a lot better. Everybody's like, oh, it's a swing you can win with. And I'm like, that swing looks like he's like really stiff. Like he, It doesn't look great. But, um, yeah, I think he shoots 67, especially if the wind doesn't blow. I, I think he'll be – yeah, I think he'll shoot that. I think uh, – bold prediction. I think that his putter lets him down. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think that his putter will be the reason that he doesn't like contend. But I think he's gonna hit it well, uh, or I mean, I say well, like well for the expectation of what people should be going into this with that he hasn't played in ten months and hasn't really played in over two years. So um, yeah, I, I think you're right about that. The uh, I was, I mean, of course, I'm I'm all over the Tiger Tracker. Uh, so like when when Tiger Tra- when the uh, Golf Channel Tiger Tracker starts reporting Eagles after driving the green in practice rounds, I mean, I'm just pants pants have hit the wall. You know, I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm all in. I am. It's like the it's like the office scene where Michael Scott's running around just freaking out about I don't I don't even know what like that's that's the CBS golf slide chat right now yeah absolutely <laughs> um all right so take it taking a little step back um uh, i want to get this because we haven't checked in in a while where because i also I, I don't think i'd mentioned this to you where where are you on this whole golf ball debate rolling the ball back yeah um because that's it, been one of a, the one of the conversations that's really sprung up in terms of like big picture golf stuff since the last time we talked yeah yeah, totally. And it's a big deal. Um, I, I am in, I'm in favor of it, uh, at the professional level. I think that, um, I think that Jeff Ogilvie had, had a really good point the other day. He, he mentioned something about, um, professional baseball compared to other leagues and about how you don't use metal bats in professional baseball because you, you can't like people would die and people would like, stadiums you'd have to rebuild every stadium so what do you do you change the bats that's that's easier than rebuilding every stadium and i thought that was such a good example like i i I think that we're sort of looking at like all these peripheral things like the golf ball companies and 
will the players like it and like all this different stuff. And that, that stuff's not even the point. The point is that you're going to, in five years or 10 years or whatever, the, the trajectory is that you're going to have to rebuild every, or re, you know, imagine every, every major legitimate course. And, and obviously we look at this through the lens of Augusta, right? right. And, you know, Ogilvy was talking about how, I don't know if you remember Cameron Champ, who played in the U.S. Open. I think he led it for a while this year. Uh, he he drives the green at Augusta from the from the tee, from the pro tees, and you're just like, I, I don't. What is that? Like that's <laughs> that's not that's, golf. Yeah, that's absurd. Oh, let like, me let me get on my Nick Saban. Is this what we want golf to be? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I get it. Like I've talked to Rory about this. Like distance is a skill, power is a skill. I totally agree. And and I and I think that you can or I I would hope that you can do it in a way that doesn't doesn't mitigate that skill for guys like Rory and DJ. But instead of them hitting wedges and other and you know Brant Snedeker hitting a six iron, it's Rory hitting a six iron and Brant Snedeker hitting a, a three iron into greens. I just I, I guess I don't really see like what the like why everybody's all up and it seems fairly straightforward to me if all the kind of power players can get on the same page. What's the, what do you, I mean, is, is that where we come back to our classic conversation of the fact that, um, just like the tours and just like so many other things in the world of professional golf, that there are too many power players and that it's just, I mean, a nightmare to try and get everybody on the same page and agree to something. Oh yeah, totally. Because you, you, you've got like, what are you going to do? Play one ball for PGA tour events and another ball for European tour events and another ball for world uh, golf championship events. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, and and this is I think some people might not totally understand this, but like the the major championships are are like all all they're separate they're they're all governed by these separate entities, PGA of America, USGA, RNA, Augusta National, and none of those have really that much to do with the actual PGA Tour, right? And, right. and so like it, it's it's very strange because you could you could you could have a scenario in which Augusta's like, nope, we're rolling the ball back. We don't care. This is what we're doing. And everybody would be like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. But they wouldn't, like the PGA Tour wouldn't be forced to do that for the Players' Championship or for whatever. And so it's a really weird, like, you go first, uh, you know, mentality. And and nobody wants to do that. And I don't know. I might be missing something. I haven't. I haven't done a ton of research on it. I've read here and there. It just seems like it shouldn't be that difficult of a decision because you know when you keep making the ball go longer and longer and longer and longer, it you you lose the nuance of these golf courses. You know, you you, you lose the the thrill of number thirteen at Augusta. You know, having to hit a five iron and stick it rather than just hitting a blob wedge and making the eagle. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, on a, on a, like a, on a one whole basis, I could be, I could be talked into the distance being okay, but I just think bigger picture it, it's, it's getting, it's, I don't know. It's become a little silly. Can I uh, ask a dumb question, please? Uh, <laughs> is there anything in the construct? Because I immediately understood the argument and the conversation, uh, but is there anything in the actual construction of a golf ball that goes into the term of this debate being roll the ball back? Um, you mean like, what, what do you mean by that? 
Like, where did the term roll the ball back come from? Oh, I don't know. I think, I think like Jack Nicholas said it and everybody's like, yeah, that's what we're going to call it. Yeah. But the yeah. idea being that the technology of the golf balls that are being created, you know, the, you know, the, the XT distance, the, like, like they've all been trying to get balls that will have better spin, longer distance, this, that, or the other. And that in the construction of these golf balls to make them go farther and farther with the uh the way that the pros are playing now roll the ball back just simply means make adjustments to the golf ball so that they don't have like extra distance advantages yeah well yeah it sounds like roll the alphabet back (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) roll tide roll tide (laughs) yeah I, i and i think i think it is paramount they and I think this is obvious that you don't you don't want to take away an advantage that Dustin Johnson or Rory or Justin Thomas has because power is a skill. It just is like it it is, and um. So you you have to make it to where it's it, it's just. It, it, what I'm saying is you, there can't be like a wall where like it, it flies 290 and then it just falls to the ground because then everybody can reach that wall. I, I that's obviously not how this works, but I, right. I'm just trying, trying to make a point here. Um, all right, we're rolling the ball back. Everybody's got to play with Volvix. <laughs> <laughs> that's your punishment. Uh, Sorry. We're not uh, getting, we're not getting any, uh, we're not getting any more of the uh, Pro V1 distances. No more of the Chrome Softs. Sorry. Everybody's playing with Volvix. You're stuck with it. Bubba, well, all it, of a sudden, player of the year. That, yeah. That's the thing. Like The the debate about this, oh, well, it'll hurt the golf ball industry and the amateurs and all this stuff. I'm like, maybe I, maybe I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm too close to this. I, I don't really, I don't care what ball, like, francesco molinari is using like i just no, i just don't i you don't know? At, not at all i think it's a it, titleist it, but i'm not positive i think it's a titleist. yeah I, th- I think it is but like I, i'm still gonna I, I think that people understand the the bifurcation thing in the hey this ball is a pro v1 it's the same ball that i've always known and i understand that pros play with different pro v ones in the same way that I go out and play amateur softball with a metal bat and, um, you know, major league baseball players do not. Right, right, right. They play with wooden bats and, uh, and pine tarred up baseballs. Yeah. And I understand that. And I understand that there are amateur softball bats that are better than others. And those are the ones that I buy. I actually don't play softball anymore, but when I used to, and so, like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't think people are that dumb, I guess. Maybe I'm missing. Am I missing something here? No. Um, I, th- I think that the, the hot point of the debate is the, the power is a skill. The distance is a skill argument. That's the, like, that's the one. Because in general, I'm like, I don't know. Roll the ball back. Sure. I mean, and, uh, it, I'm, I'm probably, I, I am as much of a, you know, just regular old golf fan and you know, the, the, your, your public links, except for when somebody invites me on kind of golfer that it's like, ah, the kind of golf balls that I like are the ones that are not scuffed up from cart paths. (laughs) Like, like I I'd like ones that appear 
to uh, make good ball flight when I strike it well on that time. Like I, yeah. I don't think that the average golf fan slash consumer has a big stake in this argument. Yeah, I agree. And so it just seems like a, it, well, and the flip side of that though is the big, the average golf fan doesn't really care about whether um, Dustin Johnson is hitting a wedge or a four iron into a green. They just want to see the ball go far. Mm. And so I think, I think there's, I think there is a part of that that's, that's real. Like power is set. I mean, the, the you know, chicks dig long ball. Wasn't that the thing? The, the, I know that was baseball, but like that's, uh, you know, people love seeing Dustin Johnson. They, they love gawking over how far Dustin Johnson can hit the golf ball. Now, I think it's a little overstated how much that would go away if you rolled the ball back a little bit. Like Dustin Johnson can, I mean, still hit a rolled back golf ball farther than you can see. Right. Um, it just, it just, it just, it, it allows you to not have to change every major golf course in America. And I, I just, I think that's a good thing for the future of the sport. Hey, all here for the path of least resistance. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. For hundred percent. Um, all right. So who's your, did you say, you said JT's your winner for hero world challenge. JT winner, uh, Justin Rose top 10, which I'll say top five because there's only 18 players. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I had Tiger finishing 13th. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, he finished finished 15th last year. Justin Rose withdrew, and he beat uh, Emiliano Grillo and one other player. Um, so I, th- I think he'll improve on that a little bit. I don't know. I mean, he could finish. He could lose. You know, he could finish 18th by like 15 shots. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm sort of a believer. I'm sort of in. That's awesome. I love to hear you say that because you have gone through tiger fatigue. Tiger has <laughs> tiger has ruined so many Memorial day, labor days and Thanksgivings for you. Um, well, it's like, yeah, it's like every Friday afternoon for the last five years. I'm like, well, I could go hang out with my kids or go hit balls or I'll just sit at my computer and wait for tiger to, you know, post his post on his blog to see what's going on. So yeah. that'll be fun. Friday afternoon was definitely when the stinger video got posted. <laughs> you're like what return of the stinger uh okay but whatever <laughs> it's fun it's good for business and uh, like i said i'm a fan so i'm i'm here i'm rooting for it let's let's get some Absolutely. good tiger uh he is kyle porter you can follow him at kyle porter cbs you can follow me at chip underscore patterson kyle it's awesome to get back and uh and chat we will be watching this and talking a bunch through the weekend and uh and we'll we'll be back soon man we'll uh we'll link up and and we'll recap everything that happened Yep, season's just around the corner, so it should be fun.